Hello, and welcome to the SpiceCast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy moments in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two very special guests. Guests, would you please introduce yourselves? Sure. So my name is Stephen. I grew up in uh, New England, uh, part, part of the United States of America, and uh, I love nutmeg. That is very relevant to, to today's episode, which is about nutmeg in all of its forms and uses. Um, so second special guest, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Nathan, and I actually did no research on nutmeg for today. So I'm going to learn a lot about nutmeg on this cast. See, the best thing about the Spice Cast is that we really bring you the experts who know about the spices that we're talking about. And that's just demonstrated here today by having Nathan here with us. Do either of you have any favorite uses for nutmeg in cooking or anything else in your life? So I love nutmeg in eggnog. Uh, it's one of my favorite holiday things is eggnog because you can only get it around the holidays here in America. Um, I think you can, can you get it anywhere else other than in America? I don't know, for the, but for those who don't know, would you describe what eggnog is? Sure, um, so eggnog is a uh, milk beverage um, that's made with eggs. Um, it's usually in the adult form, uh, combined with rum or other alcoholic, uh, strong alcoholic beverages. And, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, commonly only, uh, found in stores around the holidays. Does it have raw eggs in it? Do you know? Uh, I believe the eggs are pasteurized. Um, so it, it still is, you know, safe, shelf safe to drink. Um, but I think if you make it yourself, you do end up using raw eggs in it. There was this eggnog that um, you can find at Purity Ice Cream in the town where I grew up, Ithaca, New York, and it basically tasted like melted vanilla ice cream, and all the kids loved it, not with rum in it, yes. but uh, just as sort of a holiday treat. And I don't think they use much nutmeg in theirs, which is probably one of the reasons kids love it so much, because um, nutmeg is more of an acquired taste, I would say. Mm. Would you, would you agree with that? I would, I'd say so. So, um, Nathan, do you have any favorite uses for nutmeg? I think the last time I've had nutmeg was on a pumpkin spice latte. So, a little bit basic, but that was my last time I could think of having nutmeg. Sounds good, though. Mm -hmm. It's always good. Would you add it at home, or would you just get it at... Starbucks or somewhere else that sells pre-made pumpkin spice lattes. I think at home my main use for nutmeg would be the the eggnog with rum. So, but every time every time going for lattes and stuff, I put nutmeg on any of the fall offerings. Okay. Well, as I've mentioned before on the spice cast, my favorite use for pretty much all spices is in cream sauces. Um, so nutmeg is no exception. I love putting nutmeg in, uh, just a classic bechamel. And so, uh, today I have prepared a, uh, pasta with bechamel sauce, including, um, whole grated nutmeg. And we will be tasting that and some other variations on nutmeg, uh, later in the show. We're going to start off with 
the uh, definition of nutmeg. What is nutmeg? Do either of you know where nutmeg comes from? Um, I did a little research on nutmeg, and I believe it comes from uh, Indonesia. Yes, yeah, so that is the original source of nutmeg. Do you know what, what kind of a plant it grows on? It's a big hint. It grows on a plant. I believe it grows on an evergreen tree. And what part of the tree is it? Oh, uh, it's the fruit. So in the fruit is from the evergreen tree. It looks a little bit um, like a peach. It's got like this hard pit on the inside of it. Um, and there's actually three parts to it. So there's the fruit on the outside. Um, then there's uh, something called an arrow that surrounds the nut itself. Um, and then there's the nutshell. Um, and then inside that nutshell, there is the nutmeg. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so for those who are wondering, arrow is A-R-I-L. Um, and that is commonly referred to as mace. Uh, and then inside the shell is the actual nutmeg, uh, which is the part that is grated or ground for um, to be used as a spice. Um, so the nutmeg comes from uh, the genus Myristica, which sounds like an awesome D&D spell, I have to say. It certainly does. Um, True nutmeg, or fragrant nutmeg, is from the species Myristica fragrans, which is an obvious Latin name, I think. Um, but two other species, uh, which are called Myristica malabarica and Myristica argentea, are sometimes used in place of true nutmeg or to dilute um, true nutmeg's flavor. And they're generally considered cheaper and lower quality than, than true nutmeg. Um, like Stephen was saying, uh, nutmeg is the seed inside the tree's fruit, while uh, mace is the, the seed covering or the seed shell covering. Um, and I just wanted to do a quick aside. Uh, the spice called mace has absolutely nothing to do with mace spray. Um, mace spray is actually tear gas, and it was named after the medieval weapon, a mace, uh, because of its capacity for disabling an attacker. So really nothing to do with um, the spice, though it is a common misconception that they use mace oil in mace spray, uh, but that is not the case. It's just a brand name. Unlike pepper spray, which actually does use the capsaicin pepper. Right, right. So in order to extract the nutmeg, um, the seed is dried for six to eight weeks, so quite a bit longer than cinnamon. Uh, and then the shell is removed. Um, I heard stories that you could actually hear the nutmeg rattling around in the seed when you, when you would shake it once it's dried, um, and that's how you know it's dried enough. And then you take the seed and you grind or grate it uh, before adding it to food in order to impart warm, slightly sweet flavors. Um, Mace as well, uh, it's a similar flavor, but it, it's a little bit subtler. And it also has a reddish color when it's fresh and turns yellow or orange or maybe a little bit brown when it's dried. You have one other thing to say? I do. Well, I was wondering, uh, does nutmeg contain any meg? <laughs> uh, nutmeg contains neither nuts nor meg. So it is really... a uh, a misnomer, I would say. Um, people who are allergic to tree nuts are able to eat nutmeg with no problem. So 
if you're someone who's allergic to tree nuts, go crazy. Eat as much nutmeg as humans can tolerate if you want to, uh, because humans cannot tolerate that much nutmeg. <laughs> um, we'll get into that a little bit later, but nutmeg is toxic in high doses and also causes hallucinations. Uh, stick around to find out more about that. So something else I learned about nutmeg is that uh, not only is the seed used, not only is the wrapping of the seed used, but the fruit of the nutmeg tree is also used. Um, in Indonesia and in India, it's commonly uh, dried into sort of like a like a candy form, um, similar how you'd get dried um, apricot or uh, you know pineapple. Um, it's uh, considered a very uh, sweet and savory uh, kind of candy. I've also heard of it being made into nutmeg butter, but I could not find confirmation of anybody actually doing that. I've just heard of the practice. Um, I wanted to try to order some online, but I could not find a single reference to nutmeg butter anywhere mm -hmm. other than that people had made it at one point. All right, so with that, we're going to get into the history of nutmeg, and it's a long history. It goes back a, a very large number of years. Um, like Stephen mentioned right at the beginning, nutmeg is native to the Banda Islands or the Spice Islands of Indonesia. Um, and we are going to refer to them as the Spice Islands from now on because it's easier for us Americans to say. To remember on the Spice Cast. Oh, yes. True. Also to remember. Um, nutmeg now is uh, also cultivated in Malaysia, Grenada, and other parts of the Caribbean, and also the Kerala re region of India. Um, the first known usage of nutmeg was around 1500 BCE. So what is that like 3,500 years ago? Uh, in Indonesia. Um, from there, it was imported to Europe and North Africa by the 8th century uh, CE, where it quickly became expensive and highly valued. It was also thought to uh, ward off the Black Plague uh, in the 12th and 13th century in Europe, um, but no evidence exists that it was actually uh, beneficial in warding off the plague or that it had any other medicinal use whatsoever at any point throughout history, though many people have believed that um, nutmeg and mace have medicinal uses. So was the nutmeg flower the same flower the doctors tried to use in their masks during the Black Plague? No. So uh, at the time, the medicinal theory was that smells or humors cause diseases. So at the end of those long uh, Black plague doctor masks uh, that look like bird beaks, um, they would put very fragrant things, um, different kinds of flowers, uh, different kinds of scented oils and things in order to fill um, the doctor's faces with the good humors or the good smells. Um, so it's likely that they tried to use nutmeg since it is a very powerful smell um, in that capacity. If you wanted to have um, a smell in your beak mask, what would you choose? Oh boy. 
I definitely think that a cinnamon or a nutmeg smell um, would definitely be my preference um, because they're very earthy smells. Um, and uh, I learned on the cinnamon podcast that cinnamon actually has a anti-fungal uh, um, property to it. True. So uh, that would be my preference to have some of those very strong smells at the end of the beak mask. That way I couldn't smell, say, the rotting dead bodies or the sewage in the streets or anything else uh, that came along with the Black Plague. I mean, you will recall from the cinnamon episode that um, cinnamon was used in the embalming of mummies in ancient Egypt. So, And it wasn't used for medicinal purpose. it was, purposes. It was just used to keep the smell of rotting flesh away. So... I think that would be a pretty good choice. What about you, Nathan? I think I'd probably go with cloves because uh, they always smell good. And uh, maybe pine cones. I don't think it would help me at all during the Black Plague, but it would smell good. I mean, nothing is going to help you during the Black Plague. It's really <laughs> just to smell good. So I feel like those are pretty good options. Um, so in the early 1500s, uh, the Portuguese were really interested in controlling the nutmeg trade, um, which had been controlled by Arab traders as well as others from Indonesia and around there uh, in the past. So Portuguese sailors basically bribed and threatened their way to the Spice Islands because nobody from Europe really knew where nutmeg came from. Um, but the Portuguese decided to find out by any means necessary. Uh, they got to the Spice Islands and they filled their entire ship with nutmeg, mace, and cloves. All of those are really, really small. So they must have had like barrels and barrels full of just like all the spices they could find. Um, just to note, uh, cloves aren't native to the Spice Islands at all, but they had been imported so that the native people living there could resell them for higher value to um, traders. So did they did they buy these spices or did they forcefully take the spices? It's definitely questionable, um, but the records seem to suggest that uh, they bought the spices legitimately. Uh, but that does lead into the 1600s, in which the Dutch East India Company started a battle with the native people of the Banda Islands, the Spice Islands, um, and they ended up killing over 90% of the native population, which was more than 14,000 people, um, just for nutmeg, basically. Wow. Yeah, so nutmeg is the the bloodiest spice in the world don't quote me on that there are probably there are probably spices that cause more wars but that was a pretty hor horrific incident yeah um and then the, the company the dutch east india company set up nutmeg plantations on the islands and um guarded the nutmeg with forts uh with modern technology including uh crossbows and muskets they were very, very protective of these islands that they completely stole from the native people, which sounds very familiar to a lot of colonization stories. Quite. So do you have any kind of rough estimates of the price of nutmeg during this time? I think the price was really heavily controlled by the supply and the traders before the Dutch and British came in 
and Portuguese. Um, before they all came in, the trade was really limited uh, or the supply was really limited by the traders. Um, so the price was artificially high in Western Europe. Uh, and that was only increased by the demand um, during the Black Plague because they thought it would ward off the plague. Mm. Um, and so th the price was like doubly artificially increased. After the Dutch East India Company took over a bunch of the islands, uh, the British also got involved and took over an island called Rune, uh, which they used to produce nutmeg for 30 to 40 years. Uh, but then they ended up ceding, they, they had some battles and stuff, and, and ended up ceding the island to the Dutch in exchange for a different island. Can either of you guess what that other island might be? I would have to guess they also did not own that island. Uh, that's true. Uh, they definitely stole that island from native people, but they did give give up control of it, uh, military control, to the Dutch. And do you know what uh, the British got in return for giving up that island to the Dutch? I can't even hazard a guess. There's so many islands in the Caribbean, <laughs> and the Philippines, and in Indonesia. So... It's an island that many of us in the U.S. may be familiar with. Uh, it's called Manhattan. Really? Yeah. So uh, Rune was a direct trade for Manhattan Island, which housed the city New Amsterdam, which then became New York. Um, so I think the British got the better end of that trade. Um, but I would say the Dutch still got a pretty good deal compared to any native people that happen to be living on that island. Yeah. Um, yeah, so th that is how the British acquired Manhattan for some nutmeg. Wow. Um, once the Dutch had complete control over all of the islands in their colonial ways, uh, they transplanted nutmeg trees to many locations around the world, including Grenada. Um, and Grenada is interesting because it's the only country in the world that has a nutmeg on its flag. It's actually a, a split open nutmeg on the left side of the flag. Um, and Grenada is really known for producing great and high quality nutmeg even today. Um, as of 2018, Indonesia still produces 75% of the world's nutmeg uh, and Grenada produces 20%. So both of them are really, really high quantities. And then the other 5% is distributed throughout uh, the Caribbean, India, Malaysia, and other places around the world. Um, so like cinnamon, in the US, nutmeg is, is associated with sweet food, especially around Thanksgiving and the, and the uh, winter holidays, as you were saying with eggnog. Um, but in other countries, it can be associated with either sweet or savory food. So in Indonesian cuisine, nutmeg is used in many spicy soups and in gravies for meat dishes. Um, and this reflects sort of like the native use of nutmeg that might have been around for thousands of years. Um, in Indian cuisine, nutmeg has sweet and savory applications and ground nutmeg can also be a component of garam masala, which is a spice blend that is common to many areas throughout uh, India. Though, Nutmeg isn't used in all garam masalas. Mm. 
And in European cuisine, nutmeg and mace are used in various dishes such as rice pudding, uh, potato dishes, haggis, meatloaf, tortellini, and eggnog, um, like you two are saying, as well as many others. Any other things about the history of nutmeg that you wanted to bring up? It's interesting to note that when you mentioned that they had transplanted nutmeg to a different island, I was reading and only the female nutmeg tree produces fruit. So they have to, uh, the most common thing is that they will take grafts from the nutmeg tree and plant them. Uh, This is similar to what they do with a lot of other fruits like bananas and other kinds of, um, uh, you know, trees where the fruiting population is only half the population. So they'll they'll take grafts from those female trees and then plant them in different locations. Mm -hmm. So I thought, thought that was really interesting that, and the nutmeg tree itself takes about eight years to mature. Um, and it doesn't really fully mature until about 20 years old. So uh, that was a really long-term investment that they made to transplant those trees from one island to another. Yeah. So what do they do with male nutmeg trees? I believe they probably keep some of them around um, for you know breeding purposes. Uh, so for like um, doing you know maybe genetic modifications of the plant, try to get maybe a next generation of the plant to be more fruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily sure how a lot of these you know large uh, bio corporations do their you know seedling research, um, since it does take seven to eight years for some of these trees mm-hmm. to actually produce. And that's seven to eight, right? Not right. seventy-eight. Right. Correct. Okay. Seven to eight. <laughs> um, I, I also read that some nutmeg species can change uh, sex. Did you have any, did you read anything about that? Yeah, so there was some reports. Um, I don't know if they've been uh, verified or not, um, but some of the species I do believe can start out as male and then as they mature, they'll turn to female later in life. Kind of like a population survival thing? I believe so, yeah. And now... A word from our sponsor. Our sponsor this episode is Hollow Wieners. Hollow Wieners are the first ever hot dog with a hole right down the middle. This year, Hollow Wieners is introducing two spooky new flavors, Cheese Wizard and Ghost Pepper. Order a 400-gallon container of Elefanta and get a six-pack of Halloweeners completely free. Try Halloweeners today. Have either of you tried Halloweeners? So, I prefer my meat to be full. So, the idea <laughs> of a Halloweener is a little strange to me, but I'll give it a try. What would you like yours filled with? So, maybe maybe that's the best way to eat a chili dog. Is to fill the the hollow wiener with the chili, yeah. Wow. Because I find a chili dog really spills over the top and it gets all over your hands, but maybe with this new hollow wiener, uh, you can fill the chili right in there and it'll it'll stay solid while you're trying to eat it. Would you be worried about uh, the chili spurting out after you take a big bite of your hollow wiener? Uh, So maybe uh, you could use your finger to plug the the hollow end (laughs) of the hollow wiener. And, uh, you know, eat it that way. I think that would work really well. I could also see a really good application with some melty cheese or mm. actually solid cheese that melts when you grill the Halloweener. Um, have, have either of you ever eaten those hot dogs where there are small pieces of cheese inside? Oh, my God. And when you bite them, 
uh, the cheese oozes out a little bit. I was going to bring this up. Those always disappoint me. With, but with Halloweeners, you can fill your own hot dog with proper cheese. And as much cheese as you want. Exactly. If you <clears throat> want to use white American cheese and stuff it inside that Halloweener, <laughs> you, can, you can do that. Or if you want to be fancy and use brie, you can do that too. What cheese would you put inside your Halloweener? I think I'd use queso blanco. Wow. It's a good choice. Salty, but still good. Do you think it would melt well? I think I think it'll hold up with the heat. I, I might use Gruyere or something that is a little bit meltier so that when I bite it, it spurts out onto my face in a hot blob of cheesy wonderment. Uh, but, you know, to each his own. <laughs> So I'm Italian, so I'm going to have to prefer mozzarella for my Halloween. If you took a thin piece of like long mozzarella cheese and put half in one Halloweener and half in the other, you can make a chain of cheesy Halloweeners and wear it as a necklace for your next Halloween party. I think Halloween chucks might be a really good dessert item. I also think Halloweeners would make really good mozzarella sticks because you can bread them and deep fry them. And then you would have um, not only the meat package with cheesy goodness inside, but it would also be deep fried with um, oil and breading. Uh, and I, I feel like that would be the, the ultimate after school snack. Mm, definitely. And then for holidays, you could also do a variation of the Halloween you're using a turducken. So you could get those thin breakfast sausages, fill a, fill a Halloweener with the thin breakfast sausages, <laughs> and then maybe wrap the Halloweener in bacon and then in ground beef. Um, and then maybe stuff that into um, the hollow ham that they offer. Um, and then cook all of that all at once. So you get a nice uh, sort of turducken, but more on the red meat side of things. Thank you to Halloweeners for being a proud sponsor of the SpiceCast. So now we're going to get into a nutmeg and mace tasting. Yay! <laughs> that still sounds so dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah, so first a warning... Uh, in large doses, nutmeg has been known to cause allergic reactions and to have psychoactive effects. Uh, it has rarely resulted in death, but it has resulted in death. So definitely be careful when you're tasting nutmeg. Uh, don't shove spoonfuls of nutmeg or mace into your mouth at high speed because you could get an allergic reaction or die. Yeah, so we'll have to mention that the psychoactive effects are not fun effects. Nutmeg can cause delirium, anxiety, confusion, headaches, nausea, dizziness, dry mouth, eye irritation, and even amnesia. So this is not something that, you know, you as a teenager want to experiment with, try to get a high. This is all bad side effects. There's nothing good about overdosing. So definitely worse than the, than the cinnamon challenge kind of thing that was going around. Well, the cinnamon challenge has also resulted in death, so I'm not going to say worse than that, um, but before you die, it's probably going to be more unpleasant for you on nutmeg than on cinnamon because cinnamon doesn't have any kind of psychoactive properties. Right, you just choke to death when you do cinnamon. <laughs> right. Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, the Spice Cast, tackling all the light topics that you need in your life. Um, yeah, uh, be careful out there. Don't taste too much nutmeg. Be responsible like we are by tasting nine different nutmegs and maces in one sitting. So with that, we're going to get into the actual tasting. And the first, uh, the first thing we're going to do is taste some mace. Um, the particular mace uh, that I could find as whole mace is from the Spice Suite. Uh, and that is a local spice shop here in Washington, D.C. So I would urge all of you to seek out your local spice shop, um, learn about them, get to know them and support them with your uh, money for spices, because not only will it be uh, beneficial to your local community, but you'll also be getting, I'm hoping, uh, a much higher quality product than you would at a standard grocery store. Um, so let's crack open this mace. That was sort of anticlimactic. So um, just giving this a smell, what does it smell like? It almost has a little citrusy scent to it. It's a little bit brighter than I thought. Um, nutmeg to me has always <clears throat> been a dark brown smell. Um, right. It's definitely is... milder than nutmeg. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I definitely was not expecting that smell. So how do we exactly eat those? Just... So for this one, um, we're just going to break off a tiny piece and you can leave it in your mouth and okay. suck on it or spit it out or whatever, whatever is good for you. That's a good one. <laughs> you want to try a little piece? Sure. Wow. It's extremely bitter. It's also kind of piney and a little bit citrusy. It's not at all what I was expecting. It's very aromatic. Like it, it's opening up, you know, sort of the nasal passageways. It's opening up my mouth um, and has almost like a, maybe I accidentally tasted pine saw kind of flavor to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I ate pine needles as a kid and this is surprisingly similar. Um, I would guess that this has quite a high, high vitamin C content mm. um, just coming from an evergreen tree like that. Do, do either of you eat pine needles as a kid or is that just me? I'm slightly allergic to pine. So oh, okay. uh, I probably is a good thing that I never, never did that. So when, when I was in elementary school, I learned that um, some of the colonists coming over to the United States got scurvy but they were surrounded by all of these evergreen trees. And so they could have just like chewed on the pine needles to get their necessary vitamin C. And I thought that was super cool. So I decided I was going to get all of my vitamin C from pine needles. <laughs> yeah. So this, it tasted like pine. It's very bright. Yeah. But pretty citrusy too, mm. surprisingly. Or surprising to me coming from an evergreen tree. Mm. But also not sweet in the slightest. Like when I taste nutmeg or mace, I expect it to be a little bit sweet and remind me of pumpkin pie. Yeah. But that really wasn't at all. No. And I got to say, it looks like that stuff that exists between your brain and your skull, the sort of webbing that sort of like cushions your brain. Um, I mean, I know that's what it does to the, to the nut and the seed inside the fruit, um, but it's definitely got a very strange... Uh, appearance to it yeah looking at this bottle it kind of looks like a cross between um octopus tentacles 
and clementine peel. Mm. There, there's definitely a, a lot of strands and things yeah. going on. It would definitely be a very intimidating spice to just see on a store store counter. I don't, I don't think I would, I'd go in and buy that. Yeah, <clears throat> but I will say. This has a really strong and clean flavor, and I, I would urge you to support your local spice store. Um, maybe you don't need to buy mace from them, or uh, depending on how much you use it, but definitely uh, support local. So the next uh, mace that we're going to taste for you is McCormick Ground Mace. Carefully selected for subtle sweet flavor, McCormick is the brand that you can find in most grocery stores. And on the front of the label, you can see uh, a nutmeg fruit with the with uh, half of it split open. And then the seed is clearly exposed with the mace on the outside. And so you can see that sort of bright red color of the mace before it's dried. Mm. It's a um, little bit educational too. Yeah. And, I mean, it does look like a small peach or an apricot. The, the fruit itself. So this is exactly the same, but just ground up. So I don't know what kind of quality this comes from, but this is exactly the same spice, but finely ground rather than whole. It's also not sweet at all. Mm. Although this definitely has much more of a nutmeg flavor to it. I can actually taste sort of the hints of the nutmeg in this where I couldn't taste it in the whole before. It's definitely fruitier. The other one was a lot more bitter. I was going to say the opposite. I, I think this one is woodier. Yeah. Le like less fruity for me. I don't know. I wonder if it's cut with anything. Because the, the ratio of mace to nutmeg in the fruit is got to be really, um, really low. Like the mace is just this thin coating around the outside of the outside of the nut. Um, so I wonder if they cut it with the, the nutmeg itself. It doesn't have ingredients listed, which would make me think that it only has ground mace in it. Right. It says, our ground mace adds citrusy sweetness to baked goods and roasted vegetables. But I wouldn't say this is really sweet at all. It's it's still piney. Yeah. But it's mostly, it, it's much more drying on my mouth mm. than the whole mace was. And I wonder if that's just a product of having more surface area. Yeah, just like more concentration. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, we have a lot of McCormick today. Uh, that was the easiest to find. So the next one that we're going to try is um, McCormick Gourmet Organic Ground Mace. On the back of the bottle, it says, from the same fruit as nutmeg, mace is warm, spicy, and slightly sweeter. Use in place of nutmeg. Add a pinch to desserts, cream sauces, and potatoes. Potatoes being the uh, most common European use, as, along with rice pudding. This one is similarly granular. Um, it's not very finely ground. Maybe that's um, because of all the oil in it? Probably. Yeah, it looks a little bit clumpy. It's definitely not a dry powder. This one is a little bit darker in color, slightly less orange, but just slightly. Yeah. Well, the flavor is really different. Yeah. 
I definitely got hit with a little sweetness at the beginning of this one, uh, where I hadn't really experienced it in any of the others. The McCormick Gourmet Organic Mace has a less strong flavor, and I think it's also slightly sweeter. They both have um, very strong pine notes, but but the uh, the gourmet I think sort of dissolves off your tongue more quickly. I don't know if that's what you want when you're using mace, but that's what you get. Yeah, I feel like this could be really good on grilled vegetables. Because um, I have a recipe that calls for um, grilled summer squash and zucchini that uses uh, lemon peel. And I think this could be a very good substitute for the lemon peel in that. Just give it a, a very different, unique kind of flavor, but still sort of have that bright, citrusy, aromatic sense to it. Or some chicken, too. We can do chicken. All right, we're going to move from mace into nutmeg proper. And the first nutmeg that we're going to taste is Frontier Co-op Whole Nutmeg. Um, Frontier Co-op is a um, good supplier of all spices, uh, and they're big on sourcing sustainably. Mm. Um, so this is whole nutmeg, which means that each nutmeg in this bag is, I don't know, about an inch long by half an inch wide and it is brown and woody, very hard, difficult to crack. Kind of looks just like the little acorns you find on the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna grate a little bit of this. Are you sure this isn't just like a ASMR podcast? No, I'm sure it is. <laughs> combination of a uh, Luke Bang, ASMR, and uh, <laughs> historical facts. Yeah. I think it's good. So just smelling this, it smells a lot sweeter than the mace that we've been tasting. It definitely, definitely. smells like the mace, though. Similar, yeah. You want to taste a little bit? It's really weird tasting nutmeg by itself. I think I've always had it in some kind of sauce or dessert or at least on some vegetables. And it really doesn't taste nearly as sweet as cinnamon does mm. just by itself. It's really, it's kind of peppery, it's citrusy. citrusy, and piney. Yeah. I like this a lot more than the mace. It's a much more of a gentle flavor uh, than the mace was. Which is interesting because the mace is supposed to be a subtler version of nutmeg. Yeah. Mm. It could well, be this just... doesn't have as much of that aromatic, um, piney flavor to it. That really opened up my, my, mm -hmm. my nasal passageways. This one's much more warm on the tongue, I think. All right, so we're going to taste one more whole nutmeg. It is McCormick Gourmet Organic Whole Nutmeg. Oh, you get a lot there. Yeah, I went pretty hard for this episode. <laughs> so this whole nutmeg looks almost exactly the same. The other one I bought in bulk. Um, so I was able to only get two, but this one I got a big jar, and so there are 
eight nutmegs in the jar, I believe. And it, it sort of looks like a, a small walnut or pecan. Um, it's a little bit brainy on the outside in terms of like ripples and mm. things like that. Yeah, it's a lot more, this particular one is, is more gray as opposed to the other, which was a darker brown. And I think that's a product of um, the um, amount of age that it has. Um, nutmeg in general, especially whole nutmegs, tend to get gray when they get older. Uh, and the thing you should do when you're when you're tasting them or using them in your recipes is you can scrape off that gray outer layer. And then if the inside is more brown, um, that means that it's still good to use. And you can use the brown part potentially in your in your recipe. What what is the shelf life of whole nutmeg versus the ground nutmeg? Do you know? So whole nutmeg lasts a lot longer than ground nutmeg, um, but only if you do scrape out scrape off that outer layer that's that may be gray. Hmm. Um, so this will keep for years. Um, this nutmeg will keep for years, but the outside might not be good after that amount of time. Yeah. The bottle says that the whole nutmeg will last until um, 2023, and a couple of the ground nutmegs are looking like they're 2022. So, yeah, but I think that also changes based on how much you open it and expose it to air. Um, for the ground nutmeg, especially because all parts of it could be accessed by air mm. um, if you unseal it. All right, so I'm going to grate this one. Let's give this a shot. Yeah, let's see what this one tastes like. It smells more piney. Mm. It tastes like I uh, took a swig of pine salt a little bit. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was, it was as good as the, the first ground or the first manually ground one. Yeah. And that could be a product of it being older or different sourcing. Um, all right, so now we're gonna taste some ground nutmeg. We have four different ground nutmegs to taste. The first is uh, McCormick ground <laughs> nutmeg. Uh, and this is, uh, just to be 100% transparent, this is a bottle that I've had for quite some time and have been using in various recipes. Uh, so it could be slightly aged. And smelling it, it doesn't have quite as strong a smell as you would expect from nutmeg, so that could have something to do with it. Yeah, and I can definitely taste that. There's almost no flavor. Mm. It's really just a little bit bitter. It's a little bit peppery. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I, I think it's because we've had so much nutmeg before. <laughs> Are we starting it's... to get hallucinations? <laughs> but I do get um I don't know if either of you are in the practice of eating whole black peppercorns. That's a practice. <laughs> but uh if you do eat one you get this sort of floral, piney um, taste, and it, it sort of reminds mm. me of this nutmeg, mm. especially um, larger peppercorns. All right, next we are going to go for organics, organic ground nutmeg, USDA organic. Ingredients, organic nutmeg. Do you think it's organic? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, Maybe, I mean. 
There's false advertising everywhere, so. <laughs> that would be quite clearly false in many different places. Yeah. It smells a little bit further. Does it smell organic? <clears throat> I, can, I can smell the organic in here. But this is definitely, um, I would say, maybe a little more mild mm-hmm. um, than the various eggs that we've tried. Um, the color is also different, I notice. It's a much more light brown color than the other ones. It definitely has a much more pleasant taste than the McCormick, but still not as bright as the Grand Yeah, mm. I would agree with that. I think you're going to tend to get more flavor if you grind it yourself. Mm. All right, so the next one is a frequent appearer on the podcast, Morton and Bassett, San Francisco, ground nutmeg. Morton and Bassett is a longtime sponsor of the Spice Cast, so we thank you for your support. Um, this is all-natural, salt-free, gluten-free, non-GMO, preservative-free, no MSG, non-irradiated ground nutmeg. Uh, is there non-irradiated? any... Non-irradiated? I hate it when my nutmeg is just full of radiation. I feel, I feel like if you're that worried, you should just grind your own. That wasn't effective at all, but it sounded good. <laughs> So do you judge the spice purchases also by the shaker type or like the shaker holes? Because I think that's also a very important thing. Absolutely. Because this one has a very, very hefty amount that it's recommending. It's a big <laughs> bottle. It's it's a 2.3 ounce bottle, whereas most of them are 1.6 or 1.5, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the holes in the plastic shaker attachment on top are very large mm-hmm. they're they're expecting that you're using a lot of ground nutmeg very generous um but for now let's try uh morton and bassett's ground nutmeg which is slightly redder than the organics ground nutmeg but not nearly as dark red or brown as the mccormick i have to say i i like the previous one you like the organics better? Mm-hmm. I think this one is a little bit grainier in some way. It tastes like I'm eating sand slightly more than the previous one, and I, I don't like that as much. Yeah. Like sand with pollen. Mm. My favorite, eating sand <laughs> with pollen. All right, one more nutmeg to try. It is Frontier Co-op Ground Nutmeg. Nutmeg ground from the East Indies, also non-irradiated. Maybe that's a thing with spices. Maybe they irradiate some spices to remove impurities or something. Like what? What would that be for? Is that maybe a pasteurization process where they kill off bacteria and things? Maybe. I don't know. They also note that they never use ethylene oxide, which is a sterilization chemical commonly used in the spice industry. Um, but Frontier Co-op never uses it. And also they advertise their responsible sourcing on their uh, seal here. So satisfying. (laughs) This one, the holes are a lot smaller in the plastic. Also, I like the dual purpose ones. Yeah, this one does have the the holes and then the big uh, pourer. Um, spout 
Uh, and then, but it's a, it's definitely a plus. I do think this packaging is higher quality. In terms of color, it's not much different than the previous one. But in terms of flavor, it is quite different, mm. I think. I'm going to go for round two on this. I like this one, I think, the best. Um, I like this one because it's got a lot of that citrus flavor, a little bit of the pine flavor, um, but I don't think it's as bitter as some of the others. No, it's definitely not. Yeah, it doesn't make my mouth constrict in an uncomfortable way. Yeah, I would definitely say if you're going to eat a lot of nutmeg, this would be the one I would choose. And just to make it clear, we don't recommend eating a lot of nutmeg. Please don't do that. <laughs> but if you're going to. It also has a dual action spout. Yeah, Frontier yeah. Co-op, very good purchase. <laughs> All right, so after we um, taste those spices, let's move into a tasting of a full meal made with nutmeg. Um, this is a pasta with a simple bechamel sauce um, with ground nutmeg, and I used the Frontier Co-op whole nutmeg and ground it myself. Very creamy, very satisfying. Yeah, it's super creamy. It's very good. I'm curious, can you taste the nutmeg? I can, I can also see it. Yeah. So I've also prepared an Armenian nutmeg cake um, and this was a pretty interesting cake recipe. Um, it started with a sort of harder crust on the bottom made of flour, baking powder, salt, butter, and sugar, brown sugar. And you pack it into the bottom of the cake pan, and then you, you mix the rest of the dry ingredients with the wet ingredients and pour those over the top and spread them out. And it's that wasn't a cake construction that I was really familiar with or had ever seen before. That's really interesting. It sounds almost like they've got a graham cracker crust on the bottom of the cake. Right. It's And it kind of looks like a graham cracker pie crust on the bottom of this, on the bottom of this cake here. So um, let's just take a little taste. I, I don't think it's going to be too nutmeggy. Um, there is slightly over one teaspoon of ground nutmeg in the whole thing. This is really good. Mm. The bottom is like a cracker. It totally removes the the piney taste of it, I think, mm -hmm. um, and all the bitterness, and it just leaves sort of the, the sweet, warm uh, flavors. All right, from the tasting, we're going to move into pop culture surrounding nutmeg. And I couldn't find a ton of references to nutmeg or mace in pop culture other than the uh, uh, mace spray and the uh, mace medieval weapon. But I did find a song by Macy Gray featuring Angie Stone and Most Def called My Nutmeg Fantasy. And uh, fantasy is spelled with a PH. Do either of you have anything to say about that? I probably have heard this song before it's a good but, song but i cannot think of what the song is I, I listened to it for the first time yesterday it's a pretty good song um and a remix of the song was also featured in the 2002 movie spider-man uh which was toby Maguire's first appearance as spider-man oh no uh yeah <laughs> oh yes <laughs> 
Um, another fun fact about nutmeg is that the U.S. state of Connecticut is nicknamed the nutmeg state. Did you know that? I did not know that. So, so the, the story is that some Connecticut traders would whittle what looked like a nutmeg out of wood and then sell it to unsuspecting customers who didn't know what nutmeg was supposed to look like or taste like because they were uh, they weren't hadn't been exposed to it um, at all. So it was a complete sham. Yeah, it was a complete sham. And actually, being a nutmegger became uh, an early U.S. term for just like being a fraudster or a trickster or a, or like a, a shady businessman. And Connecticut's proud enough of that to make themselves the nutmeg state. That is one story be- behind why they might be the nutmeg state. Um, I I cannot confirm. Uh, fun, another fun fact, uh, nutmeg is also the name of one of the red pandas at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. I could get uh, behind that. And it, it is a very cute panda. Here on the SpiceCast, we also like to feature sports references. Uh, so <laughs> nutmeg. So nutmeg is also the term for kicking a ball between another player's legs in soccer. Um and there are a bunch of different stories behind that one, but I'm not going to go into any of them. You can make your own assumptions about what kind of nuts and megs might be around the legs of soccer players. I feel like that's the entire point of soccer, no? I mean, you wouldn't want to be standing out on the soccer field, spread eagle. Just sort of like... <laughs> you could just stop right there. <laughs> one last uh, pop culture reference. We would be remiss if we didn't mention Mace Windu, um, the most famous mace in the world, a Star Wars character portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Do either of you have any connection to Mace Windu? Does he have a purple lightsaber? He does have a purple lightsaber. That's the coolest thing that I know about him. Yeah. All right. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, It's been quite a long one. So thank you all for bearing with us. Um, Thank you, Stephen and Nathan, for joining me on episode four of the Spice Cast. Nutmeg. No problem. Glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah. Thank you both for joining me. Uh, This has been episode four of the Spice Cast. And we're out. Have you ever eaten a hot dog and wished that it had a hole in it? Oh my god. (laughs) Well, you don't have to wish anymore. With Hollow Wieners, the first hot dog with a hole right down the middle.